Welcome back to It Hurts to Be Pretty podcast. I'm sitting here on Zoom, actually, with Angel and her daughter, Gabby. So as you guys know, Angel's been traveling, and we're going to find out where she is and do a little mother-daughter talk, aren't we? Yeah, guys. Welcome back to It Hurts to Be Pretty, all the way from Cabo San Lucas. And this is my very, very first time uh, being in Mexico. And I used to hear everybody talk about Cabo and you need to go Cabo. And finally, I just said, you know, I'm going to go. And then I called my daughter and I was like, just so you know, uh, I'm going to go to Cabo. And she goes, what? (laughs) (laughs) She tried to go alone. She tried to come all by herself. And I said, and she goes, you're not, you're not going to go by yourself. (laughs) I'm going with you. You can't come without me. No, she was like, you can't go to Greece and Cabo without me. So, um, so anyway, this is where we're at. We've been here, uh, third, three days. This is our third day. And this morning we got word that there is a hurricane. It's last night. Everyone kept talking about, oh, there's going to be a little rain. There's going to be a little bit of rain. Okay, cool. Like no big deal. Then this morning at 6 a.m., I see all the workers putting up the chairs, like getting ready for a storm. And I'm like, uh, I don't think they're doing this just for a little bit of rain. And I told Gabby, then we went downstairs and got some breakfast. And the lady goes, oh, what did she say? Just a little bit of rain. Yeah, she said it was on the other side. <laughs> it's on the other side. And I said, like of the hotel. <laughs> so then we didn't, I was like, yeah, something still doesn't seem right. And then you can see the waves getting more and more intense. And then we um, get a note on the door, which said, basically, we're going to be in a hurricane grade one starting tonight. And we leave tomorrow. So we're just going to hope and pray we get out of here. But I mean, it's pretty intense, like a little scary, right? Yeah. Um, when we first got here, he was like, um, it's hurricane season. And we were like, and we're just like, oh, like what? Like, thank God it didn't hit us. <laughs> well, it's not stopping you from uh, having little cocktails. What are you guys drinking? Mimosas. Same. We just had them delivered because they don't have very many restaurants open right now. Everything's like closing for the storm. And in fact, right before we logged on, two men came in and pulled our furniture from our patios for our safety, he said. So I know that they're getting a little more serious about this hurricane because I don't think they don't know which, you know, how it could go, how strong it's going to be. Well, I hope that you guys make it out of there if your flight's canceled. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we... We will. We. It's funny because we're like joking, but I'm like, you know, I'm not going to panic. I have a funny story and I know we'll get into our mother-daughter talk, but... A long time ago, I met a guy in New York City and I flew out and I'm like, I'm going to be there for the weekend to be fun. My kids had a sitter and all of a sudden, kind of similar to this, no joke. There was just like, oh, it's going to be a little rain while the hurricane sped up and got more intense, also known as Hurricane Sandy. As many of you guys know, that flooded out the airports. New York got shut down and my three day little weekend with this guy ended up being an entire week. I was stuck in New York city. (laughs) I was literally crying every day. I just wanted to get home to my kids. I regretted it. I was so mad. The guy wasn't that worth it. I mean, he was nice, but (laughs) I had no idea. And so this kind of has, I have a little bit of PTSD because of the hurricane. I'm like, 
what kind of energy do I bring? I bring storms. <laughs> <laughs> Every time you leave on vacation, something happens. So this is the worst of it, right? You're getting it over with first trip. You have three yeah. more trips coming. So exactly. So hopefully, but yeah, I'm excited to have Gabby. Normally she would have said no to this kind of thing, but Honestly, we're just bored, stuck in our room. <laughs> You're what is it? Like, you have no choice. I feel like I'm in quarantine all over again. Hurricane <laughs> <laughs> season. That well, we it looks didn't like think- you got some sun, Gabby. You look very sun kissed. Yeah, Thank she you. is. She definitely got some sun yesterday. If you saw her Instagram, she did some great shots. So I did not. Ooh, some thirst traps. Well, Gabby, how old are you? First of all, <laughs> I 21. 21 years old. And how has it been since turning 21? Did you ever party in the past or is this kind of new starting to drink? Well, to find like part, I mean, I drank before I was 21 for sure, but I wasn't like no party animal. I mean, I'm still not a party animal. So sometimes. Yeah, I, like I think to, it's I like to drink sometimes. You're a mature, mature woman for your age, I would say. And it's inspiring to see the both of you and your relationship between a mother daughter. My mom and I had a completely tumultuous relationship growing up. Obviously, now that's changed. But I kind of want to hear about your guys's relationship because Gabby, you are literally your mom's number one fan. The things you do for her is just incredible. And your mom feels the same about you. So what was it like growing up with Angel as a mom? She was scary. <laughs> I was scared. <laughs> I was kind of scared of her for a long time. I was, I don't know, for a long time when we were growing up, we weren't that close. We were, we never had a tumultuous uh, relationship, but we weren't like as close as we were now, I think. And it's also because I spent six hours a day in the gym. So I was never home. She worked all day. She was never home. The boys, like, it was just... So when once I quit gymnastics, spent more time at home, I don't know, she started running her own business. I think we started spending a little more time together, started to build that friendship, that relationship back again, I think. So yeah. I think that definitely yeah. helped. Angel, what was she like as a daughter? Ever since she was a little baby, she's always just been pleasant. Like if you're around Gabby, you anyone who knows her, it's just a pleasant feeling. She's not very... She's moody sometimes when she's on a period, but um, <laughs> aren't we all? Ever since she was a little baby and little girl, she always has had just she was pleasant to be around. Little girls love to be around her in gymnastics. She was just this go getter, always wanted to be first place. So I, I had to scold her a couple times uh, growing up in high school, but for the most part, she's always been just this kind soul that you got. You guys will always for me tease about in the office that she's nothing like me because she's very um such a meek demeanor and very kind gentle but she gets feisty for sure she's <laughs> definitely had that side of me but um growing up with with her growing up I think just her being in gymnastics she's always been very disciplined mm-hmm. so I would like to take a lot of credit for that but it, it honestly was sports that really taught her, like, I didn't have to be on her about homework. I didn't have to be on her about like getting good grades. She loved school. And even to this day, she still loves college. So yeah, it's been, she wasn't a perfect angel by any means. It was always nice to have someone who wasn't always challenging me of like ditching. And even when she did ditch, I would know about it. And I just let it slide (laughs) because she always got good grades, you know? 
Yeah. Well, I want to talk about the keys to a healthy relationship with a mother and daughter. As mentioned, it took me 25 years to figure that out. But I want to know both of your needs. So for people listening who might not have a perfect relationship for their mom, what they can do from both of your perspectives to kind of build that relationship stronger. So Gabby, what do you think your needs are from your mom to feel close, feel that trust? I don't know. Ever since I was young, I've always felt the need to, I don't know, make people proud, I guess, to mm-hmm. like achieve, like to just do something more to make people proud of me, I guess. I feel like I was always trying to, I was always just trying to make her proud mm-hmm. in gymnastics, whether it was anything I did in school, in gymnastics, it was, I was always just trying to make her proud of me because I was proud to have her as a mom and just unconditional love, which mm-hmm. she has no problem giving. Cause she is such a lover, such a lover. So, um, I don't know, very simple, just very simple communication is always a good thing too, because we didn't used to talk that much before. Um, we talk on the phone every single day now, multiple times, sometimes a day. So <laughs> most people and their moms, most of my friends don't talk to their moms like that on the phone, like FaceTime all the time. So I don't know. I think it's key to having that friendship also along with the mother-daughter dynamic. Yeah. And this kind of... Angel and I talk about the five love languages a lot in relationships. But I think with your parent relationships, it's important to know what your love language is, I guess. So for you, you would maybe say it would be words of affirmation, right? Like you want to hear, I'm so proud of you. I love you so much. So I think it's important for parents to understand what their kids want to hear because they could clap and say how proud they are all day. But if that's not what makes them feel loved as a kid, then that's key, right? Yeah. When I read that book and I've been very open about how when I did get pregnant at a very young age, I didn't have the best uh, mentors or people in my life that I could really look up to. And when you change the dynamic of your family, and you're running a household by yourself, you need help. So I read every book that you can imagine with raising kids. In fact, when they were little, I used to get compliments. People would walk up to our table and say, your kids are so well behaved. And it's just something that I didn't want to always, and I was, I I can still yell. When I was younger, when they were younger, I would get in their face, especially my boys, because, you know, when you're a single parent and you're doing everything by yourself, you have to have a certain testosterone. Like what, what do you, what were we saying um, a couple weeks ago? Like the masculine energy, very masculine energy. And that's when Gabby said she used to be afraid of me. I just was so afraid to lose my kids to drugs or alcohol or teenage pregnancy that anytime they would mess up, I would be in their face. Like she slapped me in the face one time. <laughs> I do know that story. Can we tell that story later? <laughs> yeah, we could tell that story later. <laughs> to this day. Yeah. The first time I've ever spanked her because growing up, I did paddle my kids yeah. and I was a firm believer not to hit my kids with my hand. Like, you know, a, a hand should be love, you know, mm-hmm. it should be something that you show kindness to. They should never, you know, go like this, if you raise your hand or something. So I always used a little paddle. I carried a paddle with me. A little? It was wood. Well, <laughs> it, that <big> wood stick. <laughs> it was a paint. It was a paint stir. So you know okay. how they have different yeah. ones. 
And then when they got older, I got the thick, thick pink one. The thick one. You got like a full fledged. <laughs> yes. <laughs> There's writing on it and everything. The paddle. Oh my god! And I did do it to where you know we could talk about my style of parenting, but basically, I when I did slap her, it was um, I deserved it. Basically. Okay. I mean, I can say I deserved when I, I got did. slapped too. I did. So. I did. And look, it, you know, I think in today's society too, I'm not a mother, so I have completely unwarranted parenting advice, but I feel like I've noticed parents are really soft now. Like they don't believe in the, you know, crazy discipline that we got as kids, Gabby, like this, I got the slap on the hand, the, the hot sauce in the mouth and all that. And people aren't doing that these days. So <laughs> No, and there's, you know, I'm not to say that my way was the right way, you mm-hmm. know, but you know, it's all kind of what I knew when I read books and when you're the only one doing it, you're just trying to figure it out. And I also, in my defense was in my twenties, Right. like I see my kids in my twenties now and I'm like, I can't believe I have kids at their age. Like you still are growing up so much, you know, mm-hmm. but yeah. So I think with um, going back to your question on what our needs are from each other, you know, from my kids, all I want is appreciation. I'm really big on that because everything I do, I do for them. And if it's the slightest text, like, thank you, mom, you know, I just want them to acknowledge that I've worked my ass off to get where I'm at, to give them, to be able to be in Cabo, right. Or to be able to do certain things for them. And for me, it's the slightest appreciation, whether it just be hanging out with my boys, like I did last weekend. And we're watching movies together, which totally made my weekend. It just was a memory that I'll always hold to my heart. And now me and Gabby just hanging out in Cabo and experiencing a hurricane together. <laughs> like, it's, just, it's, it's cool to have these experiences. And for my kids, all I ever want is just appreciation. And for them, for me, I raise the bar in life for them. And I want them to continue to raise that bar. Mm-hmm. Gabby, do you want kids someday? Yes, I think I do. Is there anything that you're going to do differently when you're raising your kids than your mom did with you? It depends because it depends on the child. It depends on how, I don't know. I admire her parenting and I admire, uh, we have three very genuine, very good people. She, that she raised me and my brothers, like we're, I look at us and we're all just good people. And I, and I admire that she raised all three good people without, you know, without help. It just depends. It just depends. I'm not sure yet. I agree. Well, I also want to talk about when your mom started to become viral on Instagram and what you thought of that. So now obviously she's in the limelight constantly. It's her job to be in front of a camera most days. So for you, you're not extremely active on Instagram, nothing like your mom. So what is it like to have a mom in this industry, especially, you know, at your age, seeing all the women and people injecting their faces? Um, Sometimes it's hard to, I don't know, kind of like, be my own, mm-hmm. like stem, be my own soul and to like not get influenced by what she does and the things she does and, mm-hmm. and the people she treats. And like when we go out and she gets recognized, like I just try not to, I don't know. I, I've always seen her and I've always thought of us as like what we were 15, 10 years ago, like just it's, it's the same. And I, I don't know. I think it's very different than it was. So it was adjusting mm-hmm. a lot of adjusting to get used to 
um, because my me and my brothers, my brothers and I, we don't we don't like the camera. We don't like being in front of the camera. And she's always like, let's take a picture, let's take a picture. And my brothers are like, so I feel like I have to kind of step up a little bit more since my brothers don't like to be in the camera. I like to let the people on her Instagram know like she has kids, like just so my brothers don't have to be forced mm-hmm. because I don't mind. Sometimes I don't mind being on camera. And when people see me, they're like, oh, I feel like I know you. I feel like I, I've seen you before. And I, and I like that. I feel like it's heartwarming sometimes to just have people connect to me and I don't even know it, have people connect to her. And I like, it's just a good thing. And I'm very proud of how far um, she's come. I love that. Okay. Well, I want to know my biggest issue with my mom growing up was communication. And as we talked about, that's the most important part, right? So if your mom is not super open or accepting to some conversations, but you feel like you want your mom's advice, how would you approach a tough conversation with your mom? So Gabby, how would you and then Angel, how would you want your daughter to bring something up that might not be what you want to hear? Oh, man, this is a hard one because sometimes... I'm not the best at this uh, because I'm still somewhat afraid of what her reaction, what she might say. So I'm, I could get better at just being more upfront. I try to like beat around the bush, kind of like, Oh yeah. I'll kind of like hint at it. I need to be, I, she's more direct. So she needs just upfront, tell me what it is and we'll Mm -hmm. deal with it. So I'm, I'm just more sensitive. So I, Mm -hmm. I get scared of, her reaction or what she might say, what she might think. That's something I'm still working on, but I feel like I've gotten a little better at it over time. Yeah, I think for as far as parenting, because raising kids was a lot easier than raising adults for me, because I feel like even though they're young adults, I'm still raising kids, you know, like they're still um, because society says you're 18 and you're grown doesn't mean you're grown. I feel like my kids are I'm still molding them. And whether people agree with me or not, because I've had a few people make comments on my social media about why did you buy your kids a house, your son's a house, shouldn't you make them earn that? You know, why do I pay for Gabby's school? Shouldn't I make her work two jobs? And um, listen, I think for me, I look at even just being here in Mexico, we're saying these are our people. Our ancestors paved the way. They chose to break their back so we could have a better life. And the way I, I would never want my kids to suffer the way I did, like going without electricity, um, wondering how you're going to eat the next day, you know? So for me, it's different now that they're young adults and I'm still very much on them and her life choices. I've, I've learned to take a little bit of a back seat on who she dates, being out till maybe two o'clock in the morning and chooses. I try not to scold her and just be like, I say a little prayer before I go to bed and hope, you know, I look at my phone. We we both track each other and I try not to nag her because I, I want her to experiencing experience different things. Same with my boys. Of course, I'd want my sons to go to college and, and do other things, but this is not what they chose. And there's certain things I feel like if I were to always nag my kids, they would push me away. And I felt that when they were teenagers, you know, I was nagging, nagging, nagging. And our relationship became almost non-existent. We weren't talking. It was more of a parent-daughter relationship. And I was always on her. And even with gymnastics, if she got a point 
what was it? I even got second place. You were mad. I got second place. And I was like, I, I used to think that was so good. Like, I almost I almost was first. And she was like, nope. you weren't first. Might as well have been third. Yeah. She's better off. You're better off being third. And I was, I used to be like, what? Because, wow. Because to hear as a child. Point. Yeah, it, it was kind of. 0.5 away from being first place, you could have pushed yourself that much harder. So, you know, I was on her and that's when social media came into play. And, you know, it's hard because people are doing Snapchats now. And if you're raising your kids, um, the phones are definitely raising your kids now. It's a tough one. And so with my boys not liking social media, I'm actually not mad at it. Like, I, I'm glad that they don't love social media. I'm glad that they've not been sucked into a life of this facade of like likes and, um, you know, it, it can be, it can be harsh on their, um, ego and harsh on their personality. The world is a cruel place for kids. And that's why a lot of kids are committing suicide, going on drugs and going a whole different route because this world has so much of an influence and an impact on them. So I'm always careful, like what they do, what they read, who they're talking to, who their friends are. Of course, my, my boys are like old men. So. Hermits. They just stay in their house. <laughs> we know where we're going if, if the world gets shut down again. Has Gabby ever made a questionable decision in dating or a decision in college that you were like, hell no? no. Yeah. <laughs> it's a Which she wants one? to share. That is just like me figuring it out. Yeah. Everybody, you- everybody changed. Some people changed their major like seven times. Yeah. I she did. changed her major. So I changed my major halfway through college. Mm -hmm. So the classes that I had already taken Mm -hmm. basically didn't mean anything for the current major that I now want. So it just added more years to, which is not a bad thing. You know what I mean? Like I told her it's not a bad thing, but that's one that I wasn't happy with because when she did tell me and had the courage to tell me, I actually changed my major. You have no idea. And I was good about it. Was I not? Yeah. I was I, inside. I was all, I can't believe she changed her. I was so mad. <laughs> but then I was like, oh, okay. Um, if that's what you feel like in your life, you're called to do and you're happy with it. Did I not say that? If that's something you want to do with your life and you, you can live with that, then okay. I support it. Mm-hmm. That's a hard but conversation, I was, though. That's, I mean, especially when you're receiving support from your parents financially for college, because I, I did the same exact thing. Because in our hearts, as their daughters, right, we're like, I just need you to trust me on this. Like, I know I can do it, and it's so hard. And I see from the parent side, like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, this is not just changing your hair, you know. So I think that trust back and forth is so important. But what major were you, and what did you switch yeah. to? I was. An environmental science major before, and now I am a nursing major. Congrats. Thank you. <laughs> That's really exciting. And I think it's awesome too, because you're, you are taking after your mom. I mean, aesthetics, nursing, you're serving others. And I'm excited to see where nursing goes for you. I want you to be my nurse someday. I would love to. <laughs> I told her she doesn't have to do. I tell her this a lot. Don't feel like you have to do aesthetics just because I'm in aesthetics. Because mm-hmm. she made love just helping people in the hospital, and that is her calling. Don't feel like you have to be because aesthetics is a whole different world. We see it all the time. Nurses want to come into aesthetics, but I tell her just to follow her heart, not to 
do because me or she feels like she has to work at the office. You know what I mean? I, I always try to assure her of that. Are you interested in aesthetics at all, Gabby? To be honest, mm-hmm. uh, no, not really. I have never been like called towards it. I feel like this was her. She's like passionate about mm-hmm. it. She's like all into it. And I feel like I've always wanted to be in the hospital. I've always wanted to help people in a hospital setting more of like not less of a beauty side. So I don't know. It could change. It always could change. But um, I've always felt drawn to just help people in a hospital medicine, medicine wise. Well, we need more of you. So congrats. (laughs) I want to end with my favorite story, which involves high school football game. Do you know what I'm talking about? (laughs) <laughs> this is my favorite story. <laughs> tell us <laughs> or i can tell the beginning. the beginning okay i'll tell the beginning okay so when i was in high school i had a lot of haters let's say i don't want to call them haters but they just didn't like me for no, no reason. reason i have never talked to these girls like i've never had conversations with them they just were hating on me so i would walk in the hallways they would basically harass me like bully me they would like throw up in their mouths they'd say rude like they'd just be extremely rude so I was officially fed up with it I was just done I didn't I didn't want to deal with it anymore it was my senior year I'm like why do you have to harass me all the time so I'm at a football game Friday night It's a football game. We're all in the front row and these girls are in the other front row, like farther down. And they start saying that they're going to beat me up. They start saying like, they're going to beat me up. They're going to fight me. So I call my mom, call my mom on the phone. She can finish. So I had, I had known that these girls were harassing her and I told them she's going to the football game. And I'm like, you know, Gabby, you have to understand where, kind of where I grew up too, like you thought if someone, if someone's going to punch you or try to come at you, you're going to fight back. Don't start the fight, but you better finish it. Right. That's kind of how we were taught. So I my if you've met Gabby, she's maybe 90 pounds, 95 pounds. And even in high school, she was that, if not a little less. So these girls were my height, maybe even my size, even a little taller bullying my daughter. And so I was pissed. Um, I was in my scrubs. I had just started my office, I think. And I was in my scrubs and she said, mom, these girls want to fight. And I said, I'll be right there. Um, and it was far. It was in golden. My ass hauled from Cherry Creek to golden. And I put on some jeans and a t-shirt changed, had my hoop earrings. (laughs) I got there. I said, I'm here. And then Gabby's all, oh my gosh. What is, and her friend, her friends are like, Gabby's mom, Gabby's mom's here. And I said, where are those girls? Mom, they're in the front. What are you going to do, mom? What are you going to do? And I said, don't worry about it. And then <laughs> I go up to the front. I go by all these teenagers. Gabby's just sitting on the side. And I go right behind them. I tap them on the shoulder. And they look back. And I said, do you know who Gabby Martinez is? Yes. Why? I said, I heard you want to fight her. Let's go outside. We'll meet you oh, outside. Yes. And then I don't, I don't want to fight your daughter. You, you're talking shit about her. You're harassing her. You're throwing up in your mouth. Like you can't stand her for no fucking reason. Well, let's go outside. We're, we'll be outside right now. 
And then the, the guy's like, someone's mom's being a crazy bitch. Like he was <laughs> saying stuff. And I, and then the girl's like, I'm not going to fight. I said, you've been saying you want to fight my daughter. I'll be outside. We'll meet you outside. And I took off my earrings. And then I went to the, she said, my daughter will be, my daughter will be on the parking lot waiting outside for you in the parking lot waiting for when you're done. And so I sat there outside and I waited. And then the cops got called on me. Yeah. So I no. rushed out of there like a bat out of hell. <laughs> and I left before the cops could me. And I left Gabby there and I said, you better fight. If they punch you, you better fight back. But don't start it. And she waited there and those girls took off and never bothered her again. She never talked to me ever again. I had a whole game. Round of me. applause. <laughs> and, and all the girls with me. We were all ready to fight. <laughs> but, you know, I don't encourage violence. <laughs> Just so hey, we're clear. <laughs> <laughs> you know when your daughter when their people are bullying your kids it, it affects you mm-hmm. you like you're like what you know at some point you get sick of it too because most of her high school years she was always bullied because she was a gymnast she was um, Colorado State champ a lot of girls were just jealous of her um and she's shy so she's not this outgoing person so automatically they're gonna think she's conceited or whatever they mm-hmm. may assume but yeah, I got zero to ghetto real quick <laughs> and um, they left her alone. And even when she graduated, those bitches didn't even never said a word to me. <laughs> and where are they now? Ever again. Probably doing nothing. Yeah. I love that story. I and mean, I could talk all day to you guys. I just love the shit out of you both. <laughs> I'm thankful that my daughter decided to be on the podcast because I know that I didn't have to. I told her you don't have to if you don't want to. I don't want her to feel like she has to. But I do think it's important to stress the mother-daughter relationship is so important. Just being in your kids' lives, like, like there's no greater love and no greater feeling. And like you, Lexi, when, you, when you're when you in trouble or you need someone to talk to you, I'm sure you call your mom. Like that's your best friend. That's your backbone. That's going to be someone who's always going to be there and support you no matter what. And I think for me, it was so important because I don't have that. And I've talked about that you know, I can't just call my mom and talk about my bad day. It just, it doesn't happen. So I always wanted to be the best mother that I could be. And I always encourage people who do have small kids, you know, just let them be their unique self. Don't push yourself on to them. And when they grow up, they'll be very appreciative of that. Well, we will (laughs) talk to you next week. You're going to be in a different state. So I'm excited. Yes. Thank you for having us on the podcast. Now we thank you go. for having me on my own podcast. Is what you said. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for having me on my podcast. You are so welcome. <laughs> it's, it's weird not having you here. I'm like forgetting how to talk because I don't have my sidekick. It's weird. I miss you. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> miss you. Love you, and we'll be talking on Friday. Perfect. Thanks, guys. Okay, bye. bye. Pretty, pretty, pretty.